0: Hello, I'm Lisa, and I'm coming to you today from The Ill, the Edwin Elder Library, and we're going to be reading page 198 in the book on prayer by Ken Gurley. Chapter 3, Made to Make a Difference. If I were to write a book on prayer, I would endeavor to show you how both personal and united prayers have made a difference in the history of our nation and the world. Our prayers matter. I would revisit some of the great awakenings and the characters involved. Shiloh. Okay. There's nothing on page 199. Want to skip over to 200. America's awakenings, history. You either love it or hate it. Those who hate it fear those who love it. The antipathy. I think is founded on the mistaken belief that history lovers don't live in the real world. Students of history, they believe, grow fascinated with some mundane or trivial tidbit from the past and seek to force it on everyone else. Or worse yet, history lovers can grow sentimental and almost seem lost in yesterday. Whether you love history or not, I need you to know some recent events about prayer. For the historical amongst amongst us, I have tried to give you dates and places. For the non-historical, I have tried to summarize. I don't want you to miss what happened in recent history when people applied themselves in prayer. My research for this section left me staggered staggered by the consistent way God moves in response to prayer. I came away with a new appreciation that our prayers matter. God really does move when people start praying. Whenever God is ready to do something new with his people, said noted Bible commentator J. Edwin Orr, he always sets them to praying. This simple but profound observation has been witnessed again and again in America and across the globe. As believers unite in prayer, Spiritual breakthroughs take place. In the early history of America, people of faith responded to uncertainty and a changing world condition through intense united prayer. This in turn led to alterations of the moral, political, and spiritual landscape and people turning to God in extreme numbers. Such radical turnabouts have frequently been called awakenings. An apt description for the transformation from darkness into light. Okay, and then another blank page. And page 200. An awakening is more than a single revival or renewal in a local area. The term (laughs) encompasses a prolonged season of many revivals starting small, but spreading throughout a country, a continent, and even the world. Awakenings can reshape identity, transform thinking, generate action, and accelerate change. You know, that made me think about um, this pandemic, this um, coronavirus, um, COVID-19, you know, different names for the same thing. But anyway, just think how people have been fearful around the globe, and people have been affected by this coronavirus. Things have been shut down, things have been changed, people wearing masks all kinds of stuff. There's very few people that's been not affected in one way or another from this uh, pandemic. And just think on the other hand, if people started praying, if people started praying, we could turn all this around. We could chase that pandemic away. If it's, if, um, if God, um, uh, heard our prayers and, and saw our needs and stuff and, and wanted to, the power of prayers, is, prayer is greater than a coronavirus. Uh, Uh, i've already come up with my prayer theme for tomorrow which you know each week from your boat around the globe i have a a prayer theme and it's talking about how if we can pray in faith unwavering with unwavering faith if we can believe trust and believe um that god you know will hear us and jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever you know he doesn't waver he doesn't change he's consistent so that goes along with what um, we're talking about in this book as Diana Butler Bass, drawing from the research of Brown University Professor William McGluff notes, awakenings begin when old systems break down. In periods of cultural distortion and grave personal stress, when we have faith in the legi- legi- legitimacy of our norms, the viability of our institutions, and the authority the authority of our leaders in church and state and a, uh and a rash he's got a different kind of fonts kind of hard to read a critical dysfunction no disjunction sorry a critical disjunction in how we purview ourselves god and the world arises from the stress the end of the old opens the way for the new yeah the, the font i'm reading in dim light this morning i don't have all my lights on a revival is not an awakening. Awakening contains many revivals. Okay, I like that. A revival is not an awakening. A, an awakening contains many revivals. Many, M-A-N-I, M-A-N-Y. Many. Let's define what we mean by an awakening. In my study of these awakenings, I formulated a description of not a not a definition of an awakening awakening a sustained season of revival that sets aside formal religion in favor of personal experience with god this revival affects not only a local area but is witnessed as well on the national and global stages typical traits are an increased prayer sincere, sincere repentance intense religious fervor conversations social upheavals and a lasting lasting i like that effect on people and institutions that was the page 200. Okay, I'm not going to read any more out here. I'm just going to comment real fast and then that will be all for today. Um, but just like we were talking about, uh, these awakenings, these revivals, uh, the, the pandemic has closed. A lot of church functions, a lot of meetings in um, corporal settings. Um, a lot of people have had to go to parking lot services, online services in their home services, just family, um, uh, worshiping together because and people keep stressing, Well the church is not a building, the church is the people. And I I think both are important, yes. I think both are important. Um but that's how it is, where the he what brother Gurley was talking about. It's a personal experience. I think a lot of times when people can't get out and do the norm, what they were so used to, a lot of things you just go through the motions. You get dressed Put on your nicest clothes. Go to church. Greet your f- friends and family. You sit there. I've done it for years. I know you've done it for years. Sit there and, and worship. Oh, we love it. We love it. Say amen in all the right places. Worship God. Pray um, um, and stuff. But then after the service is over, seriously, when people say, oh, that was a good message. Oh, really? What did he preach about? Uh, and you can't even remember what you just heard that is so true in so many aspects and i'm and i think this when we have to um study and and our personal experience more I think it sticks with us a little bit better and that's what we need to do is make sure that it doesn't just that we don't just um be hearers only but that we are doers of the word well god bless you have a wonderful day bye bye